You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hi, I'm Mike Mowry, president of Outer Loop Management and the co-host of this show. My team and I have been helping our musicians release their albums and EPs to get the biggest first week sales possible. And our strategies work. We consistently get first week debuts on the Billboard charts, leading to greater opportunities for my clients. Great tours, media coverage, and industry attention. For the first time ever, I'm going to show you how I do it. Go to OuterLoopCoaching.com to learn more and register now for Release It Right, my online webinar on July 22nd, or Unleash It Right on July 22nd as well as July 29th. Put in the code MENTALPOD5, all caps and all one word, and I will give you $5 off the price of either webinar, and I will give another $5 to this podcast. So you'll be supporting Blasco and me while supporting your own career. Again, go to OuterLoopCoaching.com and use the code MENTALPOD5 to get $5 off either Release It Right on July 22nd or Unleash It Right on July 22nd and 29th. Welcome to episode 23 of the Managemental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. Yes, the struggle is real, my friends, but let us help you uncover some of the mystery that is this challenging business of rock and roll. I am your host. Mr. Blasco, and I am excited to be here today. As always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, a record label owner, fellow artist manager, and sixth grade spelling bee trophy holder, Mr. Mike Mowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have you back. I can spell back B-A-C. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, <laughs> the beauty of winning that sixth grade uh, trophy was I did it when I was in the ninth grade. No, I'm just kidding. It's good to have you back, Blasco. Definitely missed you last week, but thanks for allowing me and my buddy Paul from Outer Loop Coaching to step in and drop a bonus episode. But yeah, feels good to have you back. Nice. Happy to be back. In the last episode, we talked about band managers, something that you and I know a little bit about. That was a fun episode, so check it out if you haven't already. This week, we tackle some Instagram marketing basics. I found a comprehensive article on Instagram marketing on bandzoogle.com. As always, we will include any relevant links in the show notes. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Anything new in your world since uh, I missed you last week? You know, it uh, seems like a million things all at once, but the 60 Days to Signable, the first course for Outer Loop Coaching, is now complete. We wrapped it up with some small group classes, you know, some Skype sessions, which was really great. Got some 
really positive feedback and now we're on to um the next courses which are release it right and unleash it right so if anybody is interested in those uh myself and like i said my buddy paul from outer loop coaching we dropped the bonus episode uh last week and other than that you know we're cranking we're signing stuff on the label side and uh you know warp tour starts by the time this episode comes out, it will have already started, but since we're recording on a Thursday, it starts tomorrow um, in Seattle, so I'm excited. Carnifex is out there, you know, giving it their first go, and uh, I'm excited to see the tour when it swings through the East Coast. It seems like he's built, Kevin has built a little bit of a different lineup this year, and I'm excited to see how it goes over. So, you know, just like yourself, a million things all at once, but all of them really good. So Nice. What about yeah, you? I will- I will be popping out to Warp Tour at some point. Definitely the AP Awards. Going to be going out to that and stuff. And then uh, a bunch of Aussie shows on the horizon this year. So it's, uh, you know, it's shaping up to be um, a real busy uh, tail end, you know, second half of the year. It's uh, shaping up to be pretty busy. So that's exciting. I mean, are you the only exciting. are you the only guy that really straddles the world of Ozzy Osbourne and the Warp Tour? Uh, that I am aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so cool. I love that that's what you're able to come in and bring a perspective that, you know, it's like you're dropping, hey, I'm going to go do some shows with Ozzy. Oh, and I might be at the Warp Tour and the APMAs. And that's what I love about doing this with you is I feel, you know, I got some fun stuff and some big stuff that I work on. I'm honored to work with bands like Refused and whatnot. And, you know, when they headlined the second stage at Coachella in 2012, it was such an epic experience. But I, I, I don't quite think it still has that impact of Ozzy and Warp Tour. So good work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's funny. Like people will be like, like, oh, like, so what do you do? You know, like you're, and I go, oh, like I'm in the music business, you know, and and um and and I kind of go like, well, you know, my my day job, like I own my own company and I manage artists and stuff, and that's my day job, and then my night job. Like I do gigs with Ozzy sometimes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. That's one of those where, you know, when I go to the block party as a guy who lives in a really cool neighborhood that's got great, you know, people I'm in the D.C. area. So, you know, they work for cool organizations like NPR, or their attorneys, and they ask me what I do and I drop names on bands. You know, they look like me like they look at me like I've grown a second head. And I'm sure you get that a little bit until you mention Ozzy and then they're sort of like, whoa, this yeah for sure man for sure um anyway moving on to the episode um according to a new report the number of followers musicians have on instagram is growing at a staggering rate it says musicians accumulated 283 million new followers in may this year up from 51 million last june This past May, Next Big Sound tracked more than 280 million new followers for artists, close to six times the activity where we're seeing less than a year ago. A multiple that speaks to the skyrocketing popularity of Instagram as a means for interacting with fans. So this may seem rudimentary to some, but sometimes getting back to the basics can really be advantageous. And if you are a beginner, this info will be really helpful. So let's dig in. Anyway, Instagram, uh, I just want to say that, you know, from my perspective, Instagram is a, is a powerful tool, whereas back in the day, MySpace was, and then um, Twitter kind of was for a minute. 
And then, and then we all had to jump ship over to Facebook whenever MySpace, you know, it bit the bit the bullet. And then, uh, and then, and then now, right now, we've got things like YouTube that are really powerful. But Instagram seems to be one of those things that um, is uh, is is very important to this new wave of uh, bands and and fans and stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, to me, what's so what I love, and you know, I watched a lot of people kind of they have migrated in some senses you know just even since it started and so it's interesting and and cool to watch it continue to grow but i mean a a picture's worth a thousand words and when you get on some of these other platforms i mean twitter obviously won't let you say a thousand words and facebook sometimes you're trying to figure out what the right words are and of course instagram you have captions to them but you know some of my most powerful posts or some of the most powerful posts that i've seen is the picture just itself with no caption you know you let that do the talking for you so it's no surprise to me as to why you know this platform is as powerful as it is yeah and i also believe that a lot of it comes down to the fact that instagram was built mobile first so the user friendliness on as as it being mobility you know the mobility of it is what's so strong whereas like something like facebook was you know had to then find its mobility right which isn't which isn't as fun it's just not it's just not as user friendly um for an artist or a fan as instagram is in my opinion yeah that's a good point i mean there's some you know complexity to it and it's cool if you can really you know dive into the robust nature of all that facebook has to offer there are a lot of tools there as we both know but you're right i mean the beauty of this is not only is it the picture itself which is worth you know those thousand words but also like you said the fact that it was built for mobile i mean i remember just pulling the app up for the first time and just saying oh wow look at all these great cool photos of what people are doing and where they're traveling and you know in the sense of musicians what tours they're doing and what releases they're doing and who they're hanging out with so it is it's really it really does make sense yep anyway so here we go instagram basics and this is fucking basic going back to the beginning but it's important number one pick a username pick something easy and predictable all of your social media handles should make sense together don't add numbers, symbols, or underscores if you don't need to. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I guess let me let me ask you. You have numbers in your name. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think maybe it's a little different. Is that different? You know, I mean, are they sort of indicating? Well, that- here's for me. Here's the thing. The simplicity for me is that all of my social is the same. So my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, everything is Blasco1313. So, and for whatever it's worth, the 1313, if you'd like to know what what that stands for, the 1313 is an homage to the Munsters, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. However, M is the 13th letter in the alphabet. So mercenary management, that's what the 1313 stands for. And of course, I know that because I'm Mike Mowry, aka Double M, aka Thirteen Thirteen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. No, of course, I think in some senses where you know you replace a letter with a number, um, but it, you know, like if you, for me, I'm Mike O Loop. Let's say I wanted to uh, replace that L uh, with a one. 
or something like that. Is Maybe that's sort of what they're referring to. Or maybe they're just referring to someone who's a little bit more normal. Like if I wanted my name to be Mike Mowry and somebody else already has Mike Mowry, then I might add, you know, I've done this many times, is add my, my area code for DC, you know, 202. So sometimes on websites, you know, for healthcare, for instance, if somebody named Mike Mowry is already there as a username, I might add, you know, Mike Mowry 202, um, which yeah. isn't isn't nearly as cool as Mike Loop in my mind. I, I believe that it's important to try to try and build a consistency across your socials, right? So there's the, there's this band um, that I've been working with, you know, a newer, you know, developing artist or whatever, but they have a cool name and that name hasn't been taken and they were able to get the bandname.com as well as at the band name on Twitter, Instagram, you know what I mean? Everything is the same. YouTube, you name it. Everything is consistently the same. In an ideal world, that's the goal. But if that can't happen, um, you know, you're left to kind of be creative. So I think what this is saying is that as opposed to the band name one, you know, with like the number one after it, you, you know, that that's I mean, I, I think right. what they're trying to caution people against doing um, but sometimes you're you're left with not an option. The thing that I the thing that perturbs me the most is the official. And if you're if you have no other choice than to your band name and have official in there, please put official after your band name as opposed to before your band name. Because official your band name is difficult whenever you're typing in official on the search engine or whatever, all the official bands pop up. But whenever you start typing in your band name, that pops up, and then the official comes in later. Does that make sense? Like in terms of typing in a search engine? Yeah, absolutely. You would hate Darkest Hour. I think they're Darkest underscore Hour underscore Official. So you know, they're, they're like, you know, but that just proves. I mean, they're old dudes, and uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's such a challenge with some of this stuff, and and if you don't do it right out of the gates, which is so much of the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, is trying to get it right, you know, the first time around, and. You know, it can be challenging if you're, you know, if you went in and tried to get an account or you have a name like Darkest Hour, where obviously there's probably a lot of other people that are, you know, sitting in that space um, just because it's, you know, it's like a common term, you know, and there was a movie and all of these other things. And so it's one of those where that can be challenging. But if, yeah, I mean, I think you got to put some, some thought into this and, and try to do it right from the get go if you haven't. Um, already done this stuff, but I'd be in shock if there's anybody listening that really doesn't have an Instagram account. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's one of those things where it's, it's like if you're a person that is thinking of, you know, starting a band or, you know, you know, you know kind of coming up or whatever, then now you can kind of take this information and go, oh, okay, so whenever I start my band thing, you know, I got to like do some research on, you know, if that is already taken and if it is how I work around that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, or rebranding or any of that sort of stuff. Exactly, exactly. And then also, too, whenever you do look it up, like, 
you know, sometimes it's just some squatter guy sitting on it that's got like, you know, one follower and no posts, you know, that that's taken your name, which is totally frustrating. But on the other hand, sometimes that name is taken and it's, and it's a legit account that's actually active and, and doing something. So, um, you know, so it's good just to do your research whenever you're you're starting off. Um, number two, get a decent profile photo. Instagram profile photos are relatively small and users can't click on them to blow them up. Use a profile picture that is easy to see on a standard size phone. Use a band logo or photo that is clear and easy to make out. Yeah, I mean, I think that speaks for itself there's not much more than you know i would really say on that you know i with a lot of the work that i do with artists i encourage them to not only have a logo but some sort of symbol you know that accompanies that logo that they can use with branding and that might be something cool to you know put there but uh i think i think that's exactly right um i'm just it's funny as we're doing this i'm looking through you know some of some of the artists that i work with and see you know, like Darkest Hour, for instance, uh, who we just spoke of, has their you know latest album cover, um, which is a really cool piece of art. Or they have the the main piece of their album cover, and then you know Hundred Sons, which is another band that I'm working with. They've got this really cool HS logo that um, you know goes together, and um, you know that's what they utilize. So it's pretty cool. What what do you have up on, uh, for yours? Out of curiosity. I, on my personal one, I have a picture of my cat. Um, Figures. And, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but, but yeah, but the point of this here is that, you know, whenever Instagram first started, those icon photos were actually square. And you had a lot more opportunity to put, you know, to whenever you were putting up the photo, it actually kind of fit a lot better. You had more options. But then for some reason that is unknown to me, they changed it to a circle. And that becomes a lot more challenging to find something. Because like whenever it's square, you could put up your record cover. Even though it's really small, like at least it's, you know what I mean? At least it makes sense. But now that it's circle, it becomes a lot more challenging to find something that fits, you know, like a band logo or an album cover or something doesn't necessarily make sense, right? So, um, but the, the point here is, is that you want something that is recognizable that is fits in a circle a but also is small because you really only see that icon on mobile and whenever it's in a really kind of small capacity so you want something that's signifies what it is like mike suggests you know like a logo type of thing that represents you guys or if your band logo is small enough and fits in a circle um you, you know that that's that's uh you, you want something recognizable to the eye at in a small in a small capacity truth i have a photo of me funny i took it at the epitaph offices i think right when instagram came out and i'm like lying they had a a, a weird sort of hammock in their offices uh, it's when king's road their merchandise company when um they were still running their operation out of or at least you know the um administrative and kind of the you know the whatever yeah those types of tasks out of there and i was in there in a meeting and i laid down in the hammock and <laughs> i'm looking at my phone and somebody snapped a picture of me so <laughs> i like it because it sort of shows that i you know even even in the office environment i can i can have a relaxed attitude 
So. Nice. Um, number three, leave a bio that makes an impression. Your bio can only be 150 characters, basically the same length as a tweet. Write something that leaves an impression. You don't have to take up the whole space either. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. I think, you know, what I've watched a lot of people do is, you know, give whatever associations they might have, you know, if they're on a label or they're with a management company, you know, or, you know, the members of the band or whatever it may be. And then, of course, you know, also something about whatever they're working on, whether it's a new album, you know, they're promoting a tour, they might have the name of that or something. What about what about you? What are the things that you're seeing and, and would recommend? Yeah, I mean, you know, the bio is something that people really only go to that one time because once once they start following you and they're in, in and you're in their feed, they don't they don't go visit your homepage very often, right? So you want, I think that you want something that is the most relevant of what's happening. Um, you know, if, if you're something, if you're a brand new band, I, I think you want to kind of make it as simple as possible. For instance, it might be good to do the, if you're a fan of so-and-so, you know, check us out. Um, that might be something good to put in there. If, if you're relatively unknown, that way someone kind of, you know, cruising around that finds it goes, oh, I like those kind of bands, you know, like I, I might be interested in this. And uh, yeah, but I mean, don't, don't, uh, I would suggest like not going too deep, especially because you're limited on characters or whatever. Don't try and get too fancy or whatever. Just keep it to the keep it to the bare minimum. That's, that's my best suggestion. You know, just want to keep it, keep it simple. Makes sense to me. Yes. And then the last one that's um, attached to the bio is the website link. Uh, with a social platform like Instagram, it can often be hard to explain what you do through a photo. People will see snapshots of your life, but they won't necessarily get a well-rounded idea of what you do for a living or who you, your band are. This is why a link is so important. Give people a way to find out more about you. It will most definitely enhance their appreciation of your photo posts. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's one of those things where obviously I watch a lot of artists, they, they change out that link in their bio depending on what's going on. So if they've had a new track premiere on a website or, you know, they're pushing something on their merchandise store, they'll have that and then just say link in bio because in the text of, uh, of a post itself, you can't actually put links. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So this is, this is the challenging uh, part of Instagram that you need to figure out your own way to hack um, because there is only one accessible link in the entire platform, which is that one link that's in the bio section. So, you know, out of the gate, you obviously probably want to put your, your website, you know, link or whatever is the most active, you know, if that's like your Facebook or whatever, you want to put the one that's the most active, but then as you grow, for instance, it's like, oh, we have a record coming out or we have a, you know, we have a pre, we have a pre-order up or whatever, whatever you're currently promoting, you want to first change your bio to be like, oh, oh, hey, we're X, Y, and Z band, blah, 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 but uh, pre-order our new album link here, right? And, and change that link to directly go to the pre-order. Then as, as what you're posting about, 
right? Um, you're, you're, you're constantly promoting the pre-order and you're always saying link in bio because the thing of it is, is that in the body of any of the posts, you can't, there, nothing links, unlike a Twitter, right? Or a Facebook or whatever, you can't put a link in the body of the post. You can only direct people to that one link in the bio. So the way that I've hacked that is that, you know, you see people put like these bit.ly links or they're, they, you know, they, they just copy and paste the, the link in the body, but it's pointless because no one's going to be able, you can't copy and paste that and put it in your browser. So you have to, rem the only way to do it is to remember what that link is. So the way that I've hacked that is I've made URLs for specific things. So for instance, with Zach Sabbath, right, if I want to send you to my band camp, but that that link is already taken to somewhere else, but I'm promoting something going on in the band camp, I've made the URL zacksabbath.band. So I'll go, hey, check out our band camp, www.zacksabbath.band. Now that's an easy URL to remember. Someone can't click, click on it on, on the body of the post and I can't put it in my bio because I've already used that link for something else. Mm -hmm. So they'll remember that. And then, um, and then I, I've also done the same thing for like for tickets, for like show tickets, I, I got the URL zacksabbath.live. So zacksabbath.live directs you, um, whenever you click on that, that points directly to our bands and town page. And then, um, you know, the zacksabbath.com points directly to like our, our merch page and stuff. So, and cause there's so many URL extensions now Oh, and the most important one, the VIP packages. So whenever I'm, I'm, you know, hustling like our VIP packages for tour, I bought ZachSabbath.VIP. So someone types in ZachSabbath.VIP in their browser and that takes them directly to our sound rink page that has all our VIPs. So that's the way that I personally have hacked Instagram to get around that whole link thing. So, you know, bitly links to me don't, work because someone has to remember that so anyway that's that's my idea to kind of get around that yeah that's smart i mean that's great and so you know that's a whole another probably podcast is talking about the importance of the various websites and domains and all of the you know suffixes or extensions or whatever they're they're called but um that's awesome that you figured that out yeah i was looking at mine um you know i usually just have it linked to outer loop um because there's so much of what goes on in my life that's there but i realize i have a, a bitly slash managemental um because probably the last time i updated that was when we were you know launching the podcast so a good 23 24 weeks ago so it might be time for me to go in and and revisit yeah i mean on my personal instagram um you know i'm linked to our you know managemental podcast because that's the thing that I'm, you know, most currently and consistently promoting because it's just like, hey, look, I'm a band manager, but I'm not promoting the fact of my bands. My bands promote on their pages. You know what I mean? So so in terms of a, of a consistent basis, the web, you know, the uh, the podcast is the thing that I'm most consistently promoting. So that's my choice for the one link. And if I've and if I and if I'm doing something to where like, let's say, like the time that I was running the 5K and I was doing a fundraiser for that. I just switched out my link that one time, you know, for the time period that I was promoting that and was like, hey, you know, link in bio, you know, running this 5K, raising money for cats, you know, uh, you know, go to that link, you know, it directs you to the uh, 
the landing page to uh, to donate and support, you know. So, um, you know, but just kind of keep up on it. You know, I, 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 my best suggestion there is just to be aware. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you'll you'll see these bands where you go to their bio and their bio is promoting promoting a pre-order, but the album's already out. <laughs> right. Know? They they forgot to like update it or whatever. So be be aware that you got to kind of keep up on that. Yeah, and I think that just goes across the course of all social media. I mean, it's sort of the bane of of existence sometimes. You've got to keep so many things up to date, but you know, we found internally here that just having, you know, checklists and reminders um is really helpful to do so. You know, we if we've got a band on a tour and we know that it's a month long, you know, we'll set some reminders a week, you know, with a week remaining to make sure that we've got new, you know, links and, and you know, headers and backgrounds across all social media, um, you know, to make sure that things aren't aren't out of date. Yes. And look, for me, in summary, Instagram is my social media platform of choice for a lot of reasons. One, it's super user friendly. And and also two, there's a lot of people on there, right? There's 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 a lot of fans, there's a lot of interaction, most likely because it is so user friendly. But the the reality is there's a lot of music fans on there. There's a lot of interaction going on. It's it's easy to to build a personality on there and and stuff and and so I I highly encourage everyone that isn't already using Instagram to consider using it and to just look at you know look at other bands look look at what they're doing look at other other people that you follow or whatever um, you, you know like just take take lessons from them but the point of it is is Instagram is a strong platform there's a lot of users there that are all music fans it's easy to use and it's easy to engage with your fans and potential fans you know using you know there, there's like a whole there's a whole nother uh, uh podcast episode on using hashtags and how to build your audience or whatever but this particular episode we're just starting off on the the very very clean basics to build you a strong foundation yeah absolutely i mean there's so many things that that go on with this and you know instagram stories and whatever else but you're right this is the way to to do it you got to pick a username have a decent profile photo which i think is just funny um <laughs> it's like how about you have a great profile photo uh yes. you know leave a bio that makes an impression and then you know be careful about what website link um that you're you're putting there so those are the basics my friends our loyal managemental listeners I guess that concludes us for episode 23 i'm stealing it your line. <laughs> it does that concludes episode 23 Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. Because, hey, people, we do this show for you. Consider it a tool for understanding this ever so challenging and confusing business of music. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? No, once again, it's nice to have you back. Um, you know, summer is here. The busyness of it all begins, which is, of course, always exciting. You can 
keep up with some of my adventures on Twitter and Instagram at MikeOloop. I have been doing some tweets. I, I posted this on Facebook, but there's a podcast that I really like called Promoter 101. And uh, the host, he does a lot of Facebook posts, and maybe he does them on Twitter as well. Um, and he does a hashtag, you know, Promoter 101. So it's usually something that's relatively vague he doesn't name any names but he gives like a tidbit of something that's you know either happened um you know between him as a promoter and an agent or something with a band so i've done some fun ones on twitter uh with the hashtag managemental so if you're on there go take a look um i think i i posted one yesterday that said something like you know you, you hire us for our advice, but really all you want is for us to say yes or, or or to agree with you, which, you know, then I hashtag managemental and it was, you know, inspired by an interaction with, you know, an artist who come and ask for advice. And when I gave them the advice, you know, it was the last thing that they actually wanted. So that might sound long winded, but go go hit the hashtag managemental or find me at Mike other than that, you know, as always, I'm, I am uh, excited about what's going on in the Outer Loop coaching world. Again, the bonus episode last week uh, talks about the next courses, which are Release It Right and Unleash It Right. Those are on sale now, so please head over and check those out. And last but not least, wherever you are listening to this podcast, we would love it if you rate and review us. And of course, we love your feedback. Um, we've done some great episodes inspired by people who have emailed into us, so... That long-winded rant will now end, and we can get on with our amazing existences. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. All right. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.